0: Well, you know, over here in Europe, I keep trying to put in this this plan in place that I am going to enjoy all of the uh, varieties of wines that I can. And, uh, you know, for the streamers, well, I didn't actually take their advice, but I showed the four four bottles that I have just next to me uh, that we could do. And I ordered so much wine. I ordered so much wine that I had to use this old wine rack, which I have now installed in the spare shower room uh, here in the office. Just off area. camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just here, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll show people. Oh, oh, Behind that door. Breaking
1: through the third wall, yeah.
0: Yeah, anyways. Uh, and, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I don't really know uh, how you're supposed to taste and appreciate wine. And I know that I could learn. But I kind of just feel like it's it's like a lot of of work and effort and a lot of made up stuff. Like I've been I've been to beer tastings and like bourbon tastings and wine tastings and people just like go crazy like just like
1: <laughs> well, are, just it, describing it, it, things. Are, are you saying like you, you know you you buy the the beer and the bourbon tasting but the wine one you just don't you just no I, th-
0: I think I think of any of them okay well well okay let me reverse oh. that. I think, I, think <laughs> I, I could buy into very easily, like beer tasting, because I think there is a wide variation between types of beers, even in the same category, like there's a lot of different flavors and stuff going sure. on. And I think I think there are some other aspects of beer tasting that are not not explored, which is like, you know, do you f- feel that like fleshy face bloating feeling? Right. I think I think there's there's more effects of beer because of its heavy nature that you could kind of incorporate into the whole uh, the whole uh, Somarly beer Well,
1: and, and people are willing to, to experiment with beer a lot more. It's not like you're going to get, you know, the the coffee stout of of, uh, you know, bur- uh. <laughs> Bordeaux. <laughs> Of Bordeaux, yeah. Now, now, second, impl- I
0: for wine, there is a lot of variety and like things, so I, yeah. I I could I could buy into that being a flavor tasting thing. Whereas, like I remember, so I, the one bourbon tasting I was at recently online, what a charmed life I live! Like I remember the person was tasting it and saying how like you know it's got these these what these whatever the word is like bits of vanilla in there, and you can kind of taste some cinnamon. And so I think at some point. You know, we were tasting bourbon. So maybe this is in my mind and I didn't actually verbalize it. But at some point I was like, so wait, does that mean they like put vanilla in the barrel? And he was like, no. And so I was like, so what? Like, you can't taste things that weren't there. And like, you know, at most, I think what you can taste with bourbon is not. I mean, it's a very strict way of going through stuff. So there's not I don't know that's also not false I think I think you know mostly what I'm after is like is there so much variation in taste and wine that it's worth the effort to learn to distinguish between them right like
1: or the 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 chain difference is so subtle that it's lost on me
0: right right it's sort of like I'll make an analogy like I feel like I don't know they're just comic book heroes And if I spent a long time reading all these comic book heroes, I would kind of like know the distinctions between like the teen Titans versus like the new teen Titans versus like the X-Men versus like galactic X-Men.
1: Yeah. But the the difference is the difference is like with a wine, people will go and say the kind they want. They'll be like, I want a Shiraz. They don't come up and say, I want the, you know, Cote de Bordeaux, 70, 73, uh-huh. sure Yeah. You know, most people don't. Yeah. But Except, I think in all know, of this it's your...
2: just the uh the meta conversation is just I, I think like when is it when is it uh okay to like opt out of something, right? And I think this is just, you know, there's so many things you can learn about like, you know, sports, audio, music, you know, popular culture on and on and on. So it's like I think it's just directly proportional to your your interest in um of wine. Like if you drink a lot of wine, if you buy a lot of wine, if you enjoy it a lot, if you're spending a lot of time doing it, it seems like, okay, that would be, yeah, yeah. I, that would yeah. say like invest in it. <laughs> no, um, I just To me though, lot. like wine is one of the easiest thing because most of the time, if you go to a store or if you're um, at a restaurant, it. you can just ask somebody, you know, there's usually somebody, an expert and it's like, eh, it's just as easy. Like you'll, you'll overpay a little bit, but it's just like, okay, well. If I'm, uh, if I'm feeling a little bit adventurous or I want something different, I'll just ask this person, they will recommend something. Uh uh And I find that's more than enough. But if you love wine, as I have some friends that do, they do all the wine tastings. That's a big social event. Then invest more time in it.
0: I think, I think as always, Brandon, you have helped me talk through this therapy situation and, uh, you know, you can send me a bill. We'll see if you accept my insurance. Done. But I think I think you the phrase you used there was opt out. What I was what I was feeling around for, and this I think this is highly related to the default lifestyle, is I would just like the option to opt out of things, right? Just kind of like you know I no longer want to receive your email, like, and I know you want to give me a survey. Yes, I, I don't I don't want to fill out the survey. <laughs> that that, that
1: is exactly take me off your that list. That is exactly <laughs> my relationship with wine. I found like this wine delivery company uh-huh. and. I'm like, you know what? Here's how much I want to spend. Just send me 12 bottles of the top rated stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're
1: like, would you like to rate some stuff? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I actually no, find thanks. that opt taking out. the
2: time to like mentally opt out of things that you're just like, that you're kind of like on the border of. Like, I think where you are at Coté with Wine is a good sign of like, you're probably leaning towards the opt out. It's like, it's not that big mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to you, right? Where stuff that is like, important to you, like you kind of already are in. You don't even need to ask the question. You're like, I'm yeah. interested in yeah. this. I do it. Um, but I even find like sometimes like, Pop, you know, popular culture and just news stories. Sometimes I'm, I'll see a story and I'll be like, I know it's going to be kind of make the rounds and social media and maybe people will be talking about it, but I just, sometimes I'll be like, I'm just opting out of this one. I'm just like, I'm not going to follow <laughs> it. Right. I'm just, yeah, I, I, right. I don't want to well, see it. I don't care about it. I'm just going to, I'm going to give myself permission to not know about this because I, I don't, high, I want to know it. about something different.
1: Right. The higher meta level is taking the time to stop reading like Twitter.
0: Yeah, because that's, the, that's
1: yeah. all Twitter is. Twitter is like, here's a new conversation topic, yeah. right? And you know, you can see, it and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like dunking on Dell this week, you know, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, well, I, we probably will get to some of these topics. I better not ruin our topics here. Um, you know, I would like, I see that as a news topic. I want to opt out, but the problem, the problem with Twitter though is, you know, even if you opt out. Mentally you're like, yeah, no, I gotta see it seven more times. Well maybe we
2: should have like a meta we'll have a meta opt out between the three of us. I'll propose a topic I think we're gonna opt out of this week. Coinbase. Like, I don't know, man. It's like what what else is there to say? It's like, I don't know. That's it. That's all I can say about it. So Yeah. I kinda opted out. I'm just like, I don't know. That was that was a that's
0: a that was a great example. I think I think uh I think not not to opt into an opt out, so to speak. Go go deep, but I think I think the whole Bitcoin thing is just like uh, yeah. That we'll see what happens. Yeah. We, done. we, 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 check, we, we check, check we in set later. Piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: it. We check the box. Uh, We're on. All right. Well, we I, I, the box. You know I gonna, I'm going
0: to, I'm going to spend a lot of time. Of NFTs. Oh, there you go. So, I've yeah, done. Very, I have cri- ever done. How about, let me, Sit. let me, I'm going to blow your mind here with efficiency, Matt Ray opt out of crypto, anything like just not, not interested. If it, does it involve crypto? I'm not on the list. Hey everybody. It's me. This episode is brought to you by CBT nuggets. Are you looking to build your IT skills? Do you want to learn more about IT security, cloud computing, or networking? Then it's time to visit CBT Nuggets. They offer 350 courses and over 2,000 virtual labs. They have courses available on everything, including AWS, Linux, VMware, and even Salesforce. And best of all, it's available online so you can learn what you want, when you want. I was perusing some uh, how to do all the various DevOps things on Azure. It's extremely extensive. It even shows you building pipelines and Uh, it covers everything from the basics to uh, even more complicated things. So it's a good overall introduction, it looks like, no matter where you are are knowledgeable of things. Maybe I'll catch up on how to actually use GitHub since I stopped programming way back in the mid-2000s. Anyhow, CBT Nuggets adds over 40 hours of new training each week, so there's always something new to learn. They also offer accountability coaching, allowing you to speak with a real person, who can help you create a personalized learning plan, set goals, and check in to make sure you stay on track. That's pro- probably what I would need. Uh, I'd have to find the track first and get on it, but once I was there, getting some help to stay on track would be great. To get started, visit cbtnuggets.com slash sdt. That's c-b-t-n-u-g-g-e-t-s dot com slash sdt. There you can sign up for a free learning offer, where you can sample portions of popular courses for free by signing up with your Google account. And as a bonus, you will be entered into a drawing to win a six month premium subscription. Start learning today at cbtnuggets dot com slash sdt. And of course, we thank them for sponsoring our show. Well, when I first read the origin of uh, of this name, I thought it, I thought it was like someone was saying a joke uh, that you know the <laughs> <laughs> the first part, kin, totally cool, get it. But then Drill, as part of ten, uh, Tendril, like, I mean, I know this is probably just me, but I associate Tendril with like Cthulhu, right? And squids. Yeah. And I guess I, guess I might be confusing. Tendril is a superset of Tentacle, right? Like a Tendril is any sort of like, we should probably look this yeah. up. But I, I assume that a tendril is is, uh, you know, like a, a, a thing that reaches out to and grasps and or goes into another thing. So let's let's see. And, you know, what I'm talking about, of course, is that the uh, much anticipated naming of Nuco? it's going to be called Kindril, K-Y-N-D-R-Y-L. Now. And just so uh, knows, I, this
2: is the IBM Managed Infrastructure Services yeah, spinoff. The, That's what the new name is.
0: The first thing I wanted to do, and I, I was hoping to, uh, <laughs> I love definitions like this. Tendril. Something suggestive of a tendril. <laughs> Thank you, Merriam-Webster. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's a leaf s- stipule or stem modified into a slender, spiraling, coiling, sensitive organ, serving to attach a climbing plant to its support is that so, sensitive
1: organ i b m so
0: <laughs> but then you could say but, uh, a, a few tendrils of hair framed her face so it is like you know a thin a thin thing that wraps around other things it's kind of like a a, a tentacle i guess is a thick thing not <laughs> <that> thing.
1: <laughs> yeah it just it has such an insidious sound to it though i mean it may, maybe you know maybe it's too much comic books or whatever going up but it's like you know when you hear somebody getting their you know tendrils into something or you know their hooks into something it's like oh so that multi-year IBM contract i signed i'm never getting out of that cuz they've got their tendrils yeah. in me i you know yeah.
0: so let me do on the favorable side my other okay my other first reaction was like it does sound like kind of a cool sci-fi name like you know i'm part of kindrel corp or like you know i'm 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 from the, the well, i'm i'm like some space marines and we yeah, just arrived on
1: your or something
0: we i don't know we just we're, we're we're on a ship called the kindrel right or like you know because exactly. you're close to the kessel run you got the kindrel run <laughs> and then you're off to the races <laughs> i mean just like don't land it, on it that sounds that like that some country.
1: sort of battlestar galactica right you know yeah oh, so i uh, could go either Cylons way we're on the kindrel and they came right,
2: and
0: kind of like this name here
1: i but mean
2: if we kind of accept the fact that like hey naming anything is almost impossible and everyone will complain, right? This is, I'm going to like hearken back to like, the only thing worse is making a new logo. See the Slack logo. Remember the Slack logo we talked about the show, everyone made fun of it, but now it's just like, whatever. We don't even care about it. It's like, we see it every day. I will say though, on this one, the thing that I think made this name, I think a, a worthy complaint of this name is, I think it's impossible to see it and know how it's pronounced. Like I think when there seemed to be a lot of discussion about really? is it Kindrel? Like, I mean, did you immediately get the wise? No, I saw it. It rhymes with
1: Benadryl. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, in ahead. my mind, it's always Kindrel. I, right. I don't even, I couldn't even think of how else you would pronounce it.
1: Now, if they come back and tell us to pronounce something different, that's like 50 oh, strikes forever. That's going to be, that's so be so tough. Now that
2: we've said it, it's, it, you can't change it now. Yeah. So what are the alternative
0: pronunciations?
1: Well, maybe the K is silent and it's Indrel. Or, you know, maybe it's like kindral or kind kindral. Yeah. Well I was gonna I say like
2: know. the KY, I mean it does kinda harken back to sky, so you could be like Kydrell. You know, there was like I don't know. I mean Okay, was, okay. I think you okay. can kinda look at it okay. and, like I don't think it's immediately obvious the pronunciation. Maybe I think I think, if, I think if, it, if you're onto
1: something. I think it's we're now gonna call it the KY and drill. I mean it could Ooh. be like
2: Kydral.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Something like that. Yeah, right? you yeah. Think like, I
2: think that's a legitimate interpretation of that, that those vowels or the why the, yeah. the no vowels name. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: you know, I am noticing that, you know, I I like to think too much about, you know, tech stuff. They they ha- they do not have. I mean, I know why is sometimes a vowel, but what if this is one of those times when it's not a vowel and then <laughs> they don't have any vowels in the name that that would be. That's hard. That's fun right that's there. Hard. I would like that uh yeah ki kind drill that sounds like you know if you went to a coffee shop around here and they dipped your your stuff into benadryl i wonder if anyone someone must have tried that i mean it's a lot of large numbers right people have tried everything
1: <laughs> people tried everything with benadryl
0: yeah huh the but old I did benadryl. like this
1: compared
2: it, uh somebody there's an article in here people can read but i just like the fact that someone took some time of like it, it just shows you how almost impossible it is for names there's like this whole like list of uh essentially questionable corporate name I think Tronk made like every list for people oh, like, man. This, this the best. And it's, it is sort of amazing. And given how much time and money I'm sure like agencies were involved, I'm sure, you know, um, all kinds of people were involved. And it's like, you know, like a, a couple of the, the greatest hits were like oath. Remember that one or Quibby? Uh, Quibi? Uh-huh. Uh, there's just, yeah. it goes on and on. And you're like, wow, it's pretty much. They, they should have
1: just called it like, you know, IBM offsite management or, you know, they, they should have taken the HPE approach.
2: I think IBM does have such a rich history of like many things. That's the one thing I think they could always go out back in mind. Hmm. It's like they have so many different uh, brands and sub brands and like relatively famous, at least in the tech world stuff. It, it does seem like why not come up with a name that sort of is like a throwback like, like in there.
0: Selectron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we did get, listen, we got Cloud some names business machines in the software defined talk Slack. There were many alternative names. I thought I'd throw some of them out just to like, get people's reaction. Uh, one that I actually I liked, Punch Card. What about that? <laughs> Punch Card. I thought, and then it, it was determined in the Slack that it would be fully capitalized. I was like, oh, oh that's, of course. That's, of course, yeah. like, I think that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Another one uh, was uh, Blue Max. You know, that's a little riff off Blue Mix, of course. Blue.io. I don't know anyone like that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: These are good. Blue.io I, I, is, is not bad. Blue dot I- how about, how about, how about blue drill? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the problem with Kendril is it just doesn't remind you of IBM at all. All right. What about so this? So then, then we're going to be like, remember that company that made, well, Mesosphere? maybe, I mean, we're in, the me- we're,
0: now. we're in the meeting right now. We're recreating it. And maybe that is, maybe this is a signal that we need to take is they don't want you to be, re- now I'm not saying don't want you to because it's negative, no. but they, they want, they don't, they want to right, break the association. No, they don't want their own identity.
1: They no. don't. They want to be the company that IBM hands work off to. That because you know they're like, well, oh, you know, is is Kindred, Is that that uh, HCL company that you guys sold everything to? No, it's a different company. They're our partners. You know, it's like uh, all
2: right. Let me give you this one. Another listener. To this is not going to be super creative, I think it's I think it's potential for international business services. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How about that? I mean, that I just do love some BS. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, The acronym, maybe, maybe a little questionable, maybe the acronym (laughs) is a little questionable on that one, but, but I don't know, over time, it just, it it would just work out, right? I think that's pretty good. uh,
0: Okay. So this is, I wanted to ask this at the beginning, but you know, I didn't. And that is, so remind me and the listeners what it is this business does.
2: Yeah. So ultimately this is, they're basically taking out and spinning out all of their operations. So basically if you want them to, someone to run your data center for you, right? All their managed services. Managed services, which is basically running all the data center stuff. And I do think on a more serious note, putting aside the name, it's, it is sort of an interesting uh, moment, if you will, in the history of IBM. And so you think about go back 10 years, right? And, you know, the idea was like, Hey, IBM, you'd buy everything from them. They could run your data centers and all that. Um, And now you get to the point of like the rise of cloud computing and all the different cloud communities that this this part of the business is, if you will, at least perceived as something that should be spun out and is different. Right. And it's sort of like this was the precursor to cloud computing. What was this? So I think if we had asked maybe 10 years ago, like who's going to lead kind of this next wave of like managed services and like running people's infrastructure, you would have had Uh IBM right at the top of the list. But of course, yeah. now Amazon, Google, and, and so the fact that they're spinning it out is somewhat, I think, symbolic. Like, do, th- does the missed, uh, you know that this wave is over for them? Right, they're going the, to the software yeah. go there. What's that?
1: Does, does, so, like the software, no, IBM Cloud. cloud that whole there?
2: thing is still going to be part of the of the IBM. Okay, so brand. it's
1: it's literally like the COLO the data services, center,
2: right? Yeah, run your data center, all that. So, now, I do think do, it is. Will interesting. they have
1: like managed services on other public clouds?
2: i don't know i think they that i think you know kindrel i mean we haven't seen the full offering but obviously that will probably be something they go forward with they, i would i would assume they will offer that at some point
1: hmm. now so it's, it sounds to me like they took something because if if you throw the i i'm just trying to imagine like are they seeing this as a public company and what is what are the the metrics on it? Why, why did they spin it out is it like a like a you know, steady performing, but low growth thing that, you know, is a drain on their, their, uh, on their stock. I mean, is that what they're doing? Yeah. This this
0: is, this is always the question, Matt Ray. And I don't know if I have in general of this pattern, I don't know if I've ever seen a satisfying answer to it. I think it's, I I think
2: you can answer it pretty simple. I think they could say like, yeah, like this part of the managed services business is not growing at a, at a, rate that is indicative of like a high growth company. Right. So yeah. I right. think it made sense. I think IBM will look at it and say like, Hey, financially, we want to spin this out. It can be valued separately on its own merits. And then I think IBM, and then I think into the investors, IBM has been saying like, we are putting all of our effort uh, into these future offerings, which is mostly, you know, Red Hat Open Software right? and services. Yeah. yeah. And so I think they've come out and said, you know, IBM said everything that they build now will run on OpenShift. Obviously they've bought Red Hat that's the focus of the company. I think that's how they want to be perceived going forward. Like, if you're buying IBM, you're really buying Red Hat it it s- <laughs> software. <laughs> uh, you're right, buying Red Hat and the kind of the, the future of cloud computing. Now, whether or not it's going to make, whether or not they're that successful, right? I think remains to be seen. But I think, you know, looking forward, I think they just sort of want to clean up. The organization the company and i do think it to me it does kind of make sense just because companies just get so big at some point right where this is a whole thing that has to be managed like in some ways it just it does make sense like make it more simple to run the business and make it more clear about what you're investing yeah. in
1: well because because yeah. it doesn't i mean it, it doesn't directly affect you know the, the red hat software business you know and you know the the services that they sell usually need a place to live and i'm sure they'll get some sort of you know like all in the family discount if people want it to be run on Kindle. But, you know, IBM wants to go back to the days where they're like, you know, hey, we don't care where you run your software. We'll do it for you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do those professional services on AWS, on Azure, on Kindle. You know, so that's why I was kind of asking about, like, where does software end up? You know, are they are they breaking their cloud business away or not?
2: No, this is just the managed services stuff. IBM Cloud continues on under the IBM brand.
1: So it's the least attractive part of.
2: <laughs> Oof, Matt
1: Ray, ouch!
2: I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of just take. I, I think. I think it's a fair question. Like, what is the future of the IBM Cloud? Right? I mean, obviously, you know, you have Red Hat well, and OpenShift going forward. Like, I think you're right. It's like you could either spin that out, or you could move. Obviously, didn't move it with the managed services, or you, you know, you just say it's part of the core set of services going forward that IBM is going to build and maintain. So, you know, yeah. who knows? I'm man. just
1: saying, you know, they, they, they put it over there, but they didn't, they're not, they're not giving it any like sweetener, you know,
2: which, mm. which thing you're talking about. I'm talking about put, put what over there.
1: Yeah, I, I just say like, you know, maybe if, if soft layer was under a different umbrella, it would, you know, get some, some legs under it, but then <laughs> it would lose the allure of being called IBM, you know, private cloud for soft mix or whatever. I think yeah. it's
2: a lot. Well, all those names, the soft layer, Bluemix, that it, it's all been retired. It's just IBM Cloud now. So uh so I don't know, but I like, know, I it it may be just a bridge too far. I think it's asking a lot. It would I think the executive who says we're shutting down IBM, the public cloud, like that's gonna be like you're gonna have to have some juice. You're gonna have to really <laughs> like you're gonna have to like really walk into that boardroom well, and it, like, it
1: probably wasn't an IBM guy. It was probably some new red hat person who's like, you know what? That stuff's got
2: to go. Well, I mean, I do. You know, you wonder about the how it's uh, working there because they have uh, longtime IBMer running the company, right, uh, uh, as the CEO. But then, of course, the second in command is uh, former CEO of Red Hat, right? So, I don't know. It would be fascinating to see what the dynamics of those meetings like. What What does he think when they talk about it? Is it like, let's just get rid of this thing? Like, we don't need the IBM, the, uh, the IBM Cloud, or like, no, no, we're we're going to build it. It's going to happen. It's going to be we're competing with AWS, and you know, we're just on the verge. Going to be a thing. So I don't know. But I, I just think going to the IBM boardroom and say, like, hey, it's not going to happen. We're shutting this down. I mean, that is a big—I mean, obviously, it's been done. Like, Cisco shut theirs down. HP. Like, you know, big companies have, well, like, taken this on and said, we're out. We're, we're done. I don't I mean, know. They, IBM they, and Oracle— I mean, spun out
1: all the Lenovo stuff, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. But, Excellent
2: uh,
1: name.
0: ThinkPad. Although did then did, did they uh, they accept they got rid of the ThinkPad name right or no, no they, they just kept called those names those, those names are all sure. still there they should have renamed the whole company. company ThinkPad that would be
2: great all right so put you on the spot who do either Oracle or IBM bow out of the public cloud wars in the next say 24 do either, twenty four oh, months yeah does either company no. say no I don't think so either I think it's no, not
1: twenty four months IBM's got contracts five that years are in 24 five years,
0: years 16, yeah
1: um. Well, I, I so. mean, where's I, Zoom going
0: to run? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think both of them. It, it's like a sunk cost fallacy, right? You know, they they're like, you know, we're we're not obviously they're not in it to win it. They might say that, but they they they're also probably they're not losing. Hopefully, at this point, they're not losing money on those things, right? They're they're big investments that probably they've got a flywheel running that are making money. They're just not making. You know, Amazon money or, or GCP mm, money—they're not making—they're yeah. they're not catching up.
2: They are huge, huge investments. Are, this is not like running a computer in the corner. I mean, you are to be in it is a big bill, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that—that's a question. Ha, ha, are they? Are they making? Are they? Are they? Are they profitable in what on in those doing? things? I. It would be hard to believe either one was
2: profitable at this point.
1: Okay. That that I mean, then then yes, I, I think five years i could if if you're telling me that one of them is not profitable today i could say in five years somebody pulls the plug but he but, said 20 24 months well I, yeah years. i
0: changed it because no one agreed everyone months says is it really gets fast.
1: if you're planning on shutting something down at that scale you're planning it now i don't know i think we
2: forget remember the remember the old magic quadrant with all the IaaS people and it was like 30 people and it was and then like one day they just it's like hp was out. Cisco was yeah. I can't yeah, remember Dell, I think, had something. They were out. It was like, it went fast. It wasn't like it took people
0: years yeah, but to get the out. Scale I, that, that was I, I was there working on strategy. <laughs> I remember that.
2: okay I don't think you have any idea what I'm talking about. You don't know I mean? There yeah, like Kote, let us know. 40 people on that slide. So, 40
0: yeah, companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, those, but, but, those decisions can happen super fast. Like That it,
1: scale it, was different back then. Yeah, I I, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, yeah. my assumption right now is that, you know, the companies that are still in, in that, that you know, the, even the ones that are in the wrong part of the quadrant are, they must have survived some sort of financial, like, like if, if you looked at it and you're like, oh, DigitalOcean, you know, where are they? It's like, DigitalOcean's fine. You know, they're still making money. They mm-hmm, they went yeah. public. You know, yeah, they showed their it well. numbers. It's yeah. like, they actually do well. So my expectation is that Oracle Public Cloud, while not, you know, the, the darling of the ball probably makes a boatload of money on SaaS and is is you know financially relevant that they want to keep it going that's my yeah i'm not saying they think they're gonna catch up that's that's the other
0: i haven't i haven't looked at the latest things on this but that historically that was also the problem with like oracle cloud stuff is they dumped all their SaaS stuff into it right and like and like i think at this time in the cloud market like when you're talking about cloud at least in our neck of the woods when you're talking about cloud you're not talking about SaaS right like that's sass yeah a, but, a whole but oracle
1: other... like like the people i talked to who worked at oracle cloud said you know oh yeah we're really mixing it up you know so so things like the sure. oci services on the back end all had to be you know SaaS native too and so yeah. you know if if you're all if you're in an oracle SaaS and you decide to go to the oracle public cloud like everything's already ready because yeah, they've yeah, already yeah. wired yeah. all that stuff up so they're tightly coupled is my yeah. point yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: I don't yeah, know. I think I, when we just get down to like really dive into it, if we just let's limit the conversation to just compute, storage, and network, right? Just yes. those three things. Like, okay, you got the a big, ocean. you got a big yeah. bill you gotta pay. Because you gotta have all the availability zones, whatever you want to call it, regions. You can't just deploy it one place, you gotta have all these contracts, gotta have it all built up, gotta maintain it. It's like that is a big bill every month. And I think if we walked in, I was like, uh, you know, picked my favorite monitoring tool. If I fired up Nagios. On all these things i said show me the utilization across all of this I, I think i think you would find that some of it is is some underutilized hardware that they're paying so, for is my yeah use. here
0: here here's here's the the two things i would model out and think about one i would i would get one of my my interns to go do an analysis of when uh, all the other operating systems died out except you know windows right and then at the time like whatever there was there was there's a new called.
1: FreeBSD out, right? Yeah, there,
0: there there was like Mac OS, which was like, you know, 3% of the market. I, I don't know whatever it was. It was small. But at some point, you know, there was PC DOS and these Amiga and these other things. But at some point, and it probably happened over five, maybe even 10 years, and we've just compressed it at this point. But at some point, oh, Horace said had this chart. At some point, it was just like, boom, Windows. Everyone else is gone, right? And so, <laughs> similarly... Like it's not quite an analogy for cloud stuff, uh, but I I would suspect that if you looked at market share and um, not penetration or market share, but if you looked at how many workloads run on uh, Kindle style infrastructure versus AWS style infrastructure, I think there's still more workloads on Kindle. Now, oh, for
2: sure. Definitely.
0: And so, so, okay. So we got that, right? Got so that's down. the second thing. And so the second thing, if I want to preserve my cloud program, whichever company I may be at, I'm going to take that information. And I'm going to say, all right, listen, we are in, and I don't, maybe I'm a baseball person. I, how many innings are in baseball? Nine, nine nine. Go ahead. Keep, nine. Going. Nine. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. If, if
1: there's a mercy rule in college. Yeah,
0: so, so you got to, you got to, you got to be like, <laughs> we're like an inning too. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're early. Yeah. Now, back when I was doing Cloud in 2010, we were also in inning 2. So this is a fucking long inning. This
2: is a long time. like.
0: Night. Yeah. But like you're basically going to draw out the chart. So, so it's anyone's game at this point, right? Now. No. Now, now <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold on. You know, thing crazy stuff could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. like I mean, I mean, you remember uh well, I won't go into that one, but so then, the, the other motivating thing you're gonna have, you're gonna go out, you're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have a day long session about this. You're gonna go have a coffee break. You're going out there pulling up your uh, your slacks, readjusting them, you know, talking with people in the hallway. And you're gonna be like, you know, uh, we kind of got caught with our pants down last time. Like, do we really want to be in a situation where like we just hadn't been investing in this, and uh, <laughs> you know, we we right. do nothing, and we had to play catch up. Like, whereas if we just it's actually a relatively small amount of investments, and we can tie it up with the SaaS group. It's small.
2: I don't think I don't know about that. Yeah,
1: I, yeah
0: of, so, so,
2: you got me. Relatively small. That was a lot right, of work so, so, in that, so,
0: that phrase. All right, it, it, all right. See, we, we, this is why this is why we're up till two a.m. smelling Chinese <laughs> food in the trash can of the conference room working on it. But right? I think like, I mean
2: to just continue your sports analogy. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'll just yeah. go back to my own high school sports. There were times like you. Sometimes you size up the other team before the game, and like it hasn't even started, and you're like, they're a lot better. They're going to crush us. And then you play yes. like maybe half an inning and you're like, you're like, this team is so much better to them. We could play for a thousand years and never even come close to winning. Right. So there is this hey, moment hey, of like, Brandon, that's we why we play need, the game. We don't need to continue. Like, we know we're beat. And I think that's maybe the moment about, because I think you're right. Like, that's the straight out of uh, the Andy Jassy, you know, first page of the keynote is always. Uh, we've only moved 4% of today's workloads to the cloud. It's going to be – there's a huge long – it's a trillion-dollar no, market. See, <clears> Read the <throat> latest uh, McKinsey report. It's fantastic. It has, like, numbers that are so huge. It just goes on and on forever. But I don't think – at some point, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, we're not competing in this. We're, we yeah, are but, not yeah, winning yeah. this. Yeah. But,
1: but to play with the, the baseball metaphor, I think really we're probably in, like, the fourth or fifth inning. And, and you're down a bunch of runs, and you're like – and our, our pitcher's tired. Yes. Right. And you're like, do you leave that guy in there? Because we know we're going to need him next week to, to pitch again. Do we bring in a reliever just to waste him on a lost game or, you know, what do we do? And and that's kind of the decision point here is like, do we, you know, and, but, but I think if IBM was giving up on this thing, they would have put the the public cloud in Kendrell.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I mean, it's a fair, I mean, that's for sure. I think they're still in it. And I, I don't know. I kind of come back to what you're saying before. It's like, this is pretty much anecdotal, but I spend a lot of time talking about people to people who want to move to the cloud, migrate to the cloud and all these kinds of things. I just think it's like there are five things that come up constantly when you talk about it, right? Mm. AWS, Azure, GCP, OpenShift, VMware, right? Like you're going to, when you sit down and you start talking to someone, they're going to be asking around these things, right? They're going to be trying to figure out which public cloud or how, how they want to do that. And then they're also going to be con- considering, you know, kind of the major platforms. They're going to be looking at OpenShift. They're going to be looking at VMware Tanzu. And they're going to want, that's like, I feel like every conversation is trying to help them understand those topics and where it may fit in their yeah. IT strategy going forward. Outside of that, I'm not saying no one has ever asked about anything else. Right? Sometimes we'll just talk about Kubernetes or containers in a really abstract way. But outside of that, very rarely are other people brought off in those conversations. And I don't think, I don't think I'm breaking any news. Like I don't think anyone, you could just walk around a trade show. If there was a trade show, we could walk around, but maybe on some zoom calls and you ask that, like I'd be surprised if those aren't the most common you know topics that are raised to you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this, this, this Kindrel conversation, this, this is my, my closing tidbit that, you know, I'm going to have to think on for a while is, is it's, it's uh it's coalescing some vague thoughts. I didn't know I have, and I'm going to put it on the category of like, you know how there's that, uh, uh, that crisis in the social sciences of uh, reproducibility, like no one, no one can get the right grad students in the class and like, you know, make them push buttons in the same way to reproduce a study that proves, I don't know, time travel or, you know, (laughs) astral projection or whatever uh, or the biases like, I'm starting to think after all these years that what we call strategy is just a bunch of bullshit and it's not (laughs) a very good tool. Like, like, it's just sort of like a whole bunch of like, you know, pretty arts and crafts and slides for people just trying shit out. And like, you know, like it it just comes back down. I mean, you know, Michael Porter's strategy thing is insanely simple. And maybe we've just complexified it too much. It's just like, yeah, you should have a product people want to buy and pay more for or you got to sell it really cheap. And that's it, right? (laughs) Like you have two choices and, and like, you know, he's got his five forces and things like that, but the five forces aren't necessarily like strategy. It's just like the weather of the market that you work in. Like how, if your suppliers are more dominant or you're more dominant over them and things like that. And like all these other, like, like all this, uh, lore around strategy and all this rationaliz- rationalization of when you divest something versus you acquire something. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Is this, is this going to give us something people want to give us more money for, or is this something that like, we're not getting a good amount of money for like, I don't, I don't know if you need a, a chart for but that. I think inside
2: like, of that is kind of the other topic we've been kind of talking on all episode. episodes. Listen, Hey man, the politics and the uh, the way exactly. big companies work, right. That you, it's very rare that you're going to walk into a place that has a very clean kind of, um, view of exactly how the perception of their products are. Right. I mean, every company is like uh, that. Every company uh, sort of has a lens they have to look through. And so whether that's, yeah. uh, And 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 I think,
0: I think, I think think the, the positive, so to speak, side of, of my, and again, I don't know if I believe this, it's just a theory that occurs to me. Just it's, it's something I'm putting up on, on the whiteboard parking lot to consider, you know, in the shower. The other side of that is like, uh, you know, you can't be said to have a good or bad strategy it's just like, ah, it's not working. So we got to get rid of it. Right. There's no, like you, can, you don't you need to
1: clearly have a bad strategy.
0: Right. Right. No, but, but, but I guess, I guess that's the point is that like, if strategy is bullshit, believing that strategy is like this magical thing that is helpful is a bad strategy. Like for example, I, I, right. Like let's, let's use an analogy out of sports, right? Like there is no magic diet there's just like eating less stuff that makes you unhealthy. Like that's it. There's no, nothing else. I mean, the, the,
1: so, so, I mean, the strategy can be like, it's usually not something revolutionary. I mean, what's revolutionary when people are like, I've got this magic diet where all I eat is, you know, cantaloupe and, you know, look at what a high performing athlete I am. Usually it's like, oh, I have, I cover all the basics. I get the right Mac Mac micro macro nutrients and I, you know, I get plenty of water and I exercise and I'm in top physical performance and other people are like, you know what our strategy is going to be Kubernetes boom, you know, and (laughs) we're done. Done. Right. Right. And and, and I think, I think exactly right. Like, like I think, I think maybe
0: there needs to be a, a clear distinction between let's call it product innovation and strategy. Right. So in, in dieting in, in, in not dieting as in being healthy, but in one's diet, there have right. been many product innovations of food that make us better. Yes. But it's not like it's not like there was a strategy. It was just like someone was like, oh, this fertilizer works a lot better. And now we can grow more stuff. So I think
2: though we right. could come back to I think we can do this for IBM. I think inside Kendrel and all of this, mm-hmm. I think we mm-hmm. can distill it down into a pretty simple thing. It's like Kendrel Putting aside the name, maybe we love it, maybe we hate it, but really the name won't matter in, in just a month. It won't matter. Like we we'll, it'll be what it is. So they basically we'll taken things it. that they know aren't going to grow. That's a solid business. They put it out there, and I think if we just distill down, what is IBM going to do? IBM is a huge bet on OpenShift, right? That is what the company is lined around. They believe that OpenShift is At the future. Frames. And I think yeah. back to the IBM cloud, I think what the IBM cloud will become, if it isn't already, it's like, hey, if you believe in OpenShift and you want to run it in a public cloud, we have that ability to do it. Why not use IBM cloud? Of course, you can still use AWS and others if you want, but they will have the default option for you. Right. It's like, yeah, that's it. Yes. That's what you're like. If you're buying IBM stock today. I think that's what you're buying. He was like, if you see, if you're buying it, you're like, I believe that is going to grow and IBM cloud will pick up and be a good place to run OpenShift applications going forward. That's it. That's the entire strategy to me.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, and, and then, you know, if, uh, I haven't read recent histories of strategy, but the book I remember I read a while ago that just there's this book, Lords of strategy. One of my, my I should go back and reread that. But like the thing, the thing that you learned about the history of at least management consulting firms and a lot of modern strategy is a lot of strategy work is based on, you know, raising your share price, right? And so in fact, like when you hear the word strategy, it's often a coded word for like, get our share price up. Like, it's not necessarily about like, you know, milit, like what you call, I guess, like military strategy or whatever. I don't even know what that is. But like, It seems like a lot of what we think of as strategy is just like analysis, like doing a form of analysis that allows people to make a decision, right? And as you were just saying, Brandon, that decision can be like, ah, we got too many things we're focusing on and therefore we're not focusing. So like we need, and they talked about this and this comes up a lot in stuff like this, like, you know, we need to streamline our focus and, and, uh do that but then also like there's always a bunch of financial shit and it's just like it, i don't know i don't know i don't have this quite figured out yet but there's something wrong with strategy i, I feel like I, I i feel
1: i'm just not gonna do it can, can yeah. we just agree that brownie in motion was good enough for most businesses yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: i feel i feel like it's just i it might just be some lipstick on and just like normal pig like nothing mm-hmm. against pigs. All right,
2: but, well, here, Kote, this is and it gives us a nice, uh, you know, transition to the maybe our next topic here is like, I think we can look at like some strategy here of Elasticsearch, right? So Elasticsearch, mm. <laughs> as we know, they went out and uh, to, to recap uh, the story was, you know, they changed the license because they didn't want uh, other cloud providers, mostly AWS, to run their uh, service on their clouds. So we followed this, we talked about it a few episodes ago, but I think, you know, I don't know when they did this, that they either did they anticipate this or did they want this to happen, because now what has happened is essentially AWS has instituted the open search project, which to me is I would think going forward, going to replace the Elasticsearch open search open source project. I don't know, Matt, like you, you seem to be closest to this, like
1: yeah, is it is, do you think that's right? <laughs> or do
2: you think that um, I it, think it will take
1: a while, but but yeah, this is the the Jenkins to the Hudson right
2: <laughs> but no i mean but, that's
1: exactly what happened here
2: right and it, it feels like we jenkins clearly won that battle right there's i mean is there i'm not breaking the yeah. news when the i say o- that only right? thing
1: left are a few class names yeah you
2: know? <laughs> so so i don't know i mean I, it's like when we go back in time i was I was looking at this last search i'm like well you know they fought this for so long and i was actually looking at their website for the show and like, they have all this about being open and all this other stuff and it's like they seem. it seems like they're in a very difficult position now like i i don't know going forward uh, it, and, you know, you've kind of lost control, I guess. So I don't know, Kote, Like, if we were in the strategy meeting uh, with our Elasticsearch, um, and we were the consultants, like, what would we, what would we put on the slides? Like, uh, ooh, maybe that, maybe we made the wrong decision, or uh, so. Okay, okay. As, as always, well,
0: as always, remind me of the original turning point. Basic, is it, is it that Amazon was running the open source version of Elastic? And charging for it as a yes. service, yeah, and 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 we would have to guess that they didn't want to give Elastic any or the amount of money that Elastic wanted to get. Yeah, that part I'm I guess sure we don't know. Happened. was there
2: yeah. was there uh, any overture to like bring them into the fold? I don't know. I, right, I don't right. Know. So, Probably. so, ba-
0: so basic, I mean, we've we talked about this many times, but you know, I gotta I gotta uh, remember it, so to speak. So basically, Elastic made open source. I forget which license they had. Was it ASF? Patchy. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Done. Yeah. I mean, you license something with ASF, and you know, this is what happens. This, this is yeah. Th- that it's that, so, right? So, to, it's, to, it's, a, to, it's
1: a business-friendly license that drives adoption.
0: To to reweave your question back to the question. So yes, this is probably we're doing some strategy isn't what I think we would normally think of as business strategy, but it is a type of strategy, which is more of scenario analysis, right? And saying like, all right, if we choose this license, let's think about five to 20 scenarios that may happen. And if we want to be super fancy, let's figure out how to load it into some Monte Carlo BS, right? <laughs> and so, so then in, in the same way that a CISO is, is, as far as I understand it, they're always telling me this is what happens. A CISO is basically doing a bunch of risk analysis that should, in theory, allow the business side to decide what risk they want to accept and not accept, right? Like I heard this great, uh, it was Ben Thompson on the dithering thing where he said when he was working at Microsoft, he had a product manager who told him that like the lawyers are always going to tell you you can't do something because of Microsoft's antitrust thing. Their job is to tell you that you probably shouldn't do something. And your job as a product manager is to decide if you should do it or not. Right. Like you should weigh all these different, you know, the risk and stuff. And I think similarly, there's a type of strategy that you would want the elastic people to have done where they would have considered this and just made the, to use a different word, gamble. Right. So that's interesting. Now, back to your original question. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like they've tried everything that you would try. uh, And uh, yeah, it's not a good situation. So wait,
2: but let's hypothetical. We'll we'll go back. We'll change a little bit. Maybe
0: what they could, and they probably have done this. You could go to all these other clouds and try to negotiate something with them, right? Yeah. And so that that, but again, like like I'm kind of without speaking too directly to Elastic, but connecting together to the strategy bullshit question. It's like I wouldn't call that strategy. I would just call that like doing your job. It's just like it's just like well, like so if you if you go to the if you go to the consultant people you're kind of just going to them for ideas with extensive footnotes. But right? I think on like, this
2: one, I would think the first, I mean, you talked about like 20 different scenarios. I just think the one scenario you would have talked about beforehand was like, okay, if we use this license and the product is, po- the, sorry, the project is popular, we can easily look ahead and say AWS or some other large cloud vendor may ultimately offer it uh yeah uh, as well like that's i think every, that was very easy everybody to see strategy deck now right yeah. so that's now, it. So, now
1: everybody knows that
2: yeah so but i mean i think even at the time i'm sure they thought about it so i guess that's my question is like did they think about it and they were like well assume assume aws gave the offered them nothing and they're just like hey we're not listen we're just taking it we're doing it we're not going to offer you any type of uh, partnership are they just like well that's fine let's just change the license let's do this um, yeah and, and if they, they did that like was this the, the outcome they wanted are they just like it didn't matter let's just do it and make it difficult for them right let's yeah make it well, easy
1: i go, mean a couple things, things like like they they elastic elastic search existed before elastic the company and so you know they, this is not like a bunch of guys got together wrote a new project and decided let's form a company around it or you know let's form a company and we're going to do this thing there was a project that existed the you know the elastic company took the existing project and formed a company around it they weren't all the original contributors Mm, right all right and so you know first off like they didn't make a choice on the license you know up front because it wasn't their choice to make and the reason they were able to launch a company on top of it was because of the apache license And so they took it, became stewards of this thing. They grew it to a certain size where, oh, public cloud vendors started just running their own versions of it because, you know, it was more financially, it was a better situation for Amazon to just run their own version and not pay Elastic uh, than to, you know, negotiate something where Elastic got a cut. You know, maybe that was, maybe that was the, the strategy failure. Um, or maybe, you know, the Elasticsearch is just so undifferentiated that anyone can run it and do these sorts of things. And the things that Elastic was doing to make money off of it weren't different enough that Amazon couldn't re-implement them faster. Yep. And so yep. then they started monkeying around with like, oh, this is open source. This is not open source. We're going to mix our closed source stuff with the open source. And, you know, they monkeyed around with that. Then they tried to change the license, you know, to this, you know, it's it's open source, but it's not open source. Uh, and that's when Open Distro for Elasticsearch had to happen. You know, right. Amazon tried to, like, keep, you know, separate out the closed-source stuff from the open-source things, even though they were in the same repo. They did that for a while. <laughs> and then, you know, when they did this license monkeying around, Amazon was like, forget it, right? You know, enough people are tired of this. We're just going to do Open Distro. And then they had to go through, you know, some trademark complaints and, you know, legal challenges were made. And here we are today where, you know, we've got open search. For you, know, Open Search is the new name. They dropped Elastic completely. Yep. Uh, what are they calling Cabana? Anyway, um, yeah. You know, so 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 now we are at the Jenkins moment. Yeah. You know, we're at the Jenkins moment where like they've scrubbed the word Elastic out of the whole mix, and the community, the the people who care about open source, you know, who are going to use this and don't want to pay Elastic. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just a fact of the matter when you're using open source, they're going to use the open search.
2: Right. And also too, when we look at AWS, I mean, you never know. It's just a press release, but they have signed up quite a few other partners, right? And so we talked about last week, you know, what's the best way to work on open source if you just want to code is usually to get a job or someone wants, cares about that project. So I assume like, you know, all of these companies, you know, SAP and everyone they mentioned in this, um, this uh, capital one's another one, Red Hat, of course others, um, that they'll, they'll actually, you know, pay people. They'll have some employees devoted to working on it. So that's sort of like, that'll be interesting going forward is like, where does the community and the people that work on this in the open source, where do they spend their time? It would seem like they're going to quickly gravitate towards open source. But I do think if we went back and we were in the room, I think I would have hoped, I think I would have said something like this. Not that it would have been accepted. It would have been like, well, listen, we see this coming. Let's go to AWS and try to get something, anything. Like if we can get any kind of deal with them, but regardless of what we're going to do is we're going to get AWS to do a joint blog post with us to just say, Hey, we believe in it. We're going to make it work. We may have competing services, but the community stays as one. I think you immediately do that. And then if your elastic search, you go to the other major cloud providers, you know, Azure, Google, see if you can do any type of deal there, right. To do that. And then the final thing is, you know, looking at the elastic product line is like, at this point of the company you got to say to yourself we've built enough stuff on top of uh, elasticsearch, really being elastic observability, notice not monitoring, as well as elastic security, which is their uh sim tool right? and say like hey we got it. those are the tools we're gonna have to make our money on right those are going to be the things that are clearly differentiated, things that people pay for uh, going forward and I think you just like I don't know. I just think you got to embrace it, right? You got to embrace that. This, But I think the idea is like, don't let the community fragment because that will still be very valuable to you. So I think that's what I would have put on my my strategy slide um, versus all this licensing nonsense, which I think doesn't doesn't help anyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, when talking to, you know, companies kind of exploring open source and who everyone's worried about, you know, this Amazon boogeyman. It's like, look, the Amazon boogeyman is a two pizza team. Yep, and if 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 you can't be the two pizza team, you know, then then maybe you're not doing it right. right. That's all there is to it.
0: Yeah, I th- I think maybe we the the valuable lesson we've learned here, uh, a very small one, is that uh, once once some open source community starts like messing around with the licenses, they've all fucked over. up. It, it's like lost. it's it's uh, definitely it's lost it's no good. Sure. Like I don't I don't think I'm sure there are some exceptions, but in general in in the 20 some odd years that I, I've been paying attention to this stuff, whenever a licensing conversation comes up, I don't think anything good ever happens. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like confusion and weird stuff happens. And sometimes people come out on the other side. But at the end of it, you're always just kind of like, now, why did we do that? What was the deal with that? You know, and then also, I think I was having this conversation with one of my coworkers. I think, Maybe there is kind of like a product strategy here. And it seems like if you had another open source based startup, the strategy, and I think this would be a proper use of strategy that you would want to follow is, we are not going to make an open source product, like a database or a search thing, like a standalone thing that you can actually install and have running. But we are going to make an open source platform like Kubernetes which requires a whole lot of other stuff to actually make it run. And us layering on top that whole other stuff is the business that we have. And then if all we're doing is providing this platform, like Kubernetes, like people can't really like steal that from us just on the basis of running it. They have to steal it on the basis of like having better features and being better at it. So even so we can have our two pizza team and I'm sure there's more than just too, but we can have our two pizza team compete with their two pizza team because what we're competing on is like uh protected IP. Like we're competing on coming up with better features and better ways of doing stuff that is not under the ASF license. So we have legal recourse to like protect yeah. our ideas. That's all I got.
2: I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good it's a good summary of it. And I think so I mean and- to wrap this one yeah. up, I think today, I uh, just looked here, Elastic is worth $12 billion, the company. So it's like... Doing yeah, they, good, at,
1: doing good. This, but they're going to be fine. Like they're they're going like, to go off and do their thing.
2: Yeah, buyer. I mean, yeah. it does seem like this is a moment in the history. Kind of, We talked about history of IBM before, but this is definitely on the Wikipedia of Elastic. Okay. Here was the moment open OpenSearch uh, was announced. Do they go on to continue to grow and be super profitable? Or is this the moment of like maybe there's a little bit of decline and somebody buys them up later at a later date. So the, well, the, 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 uh,
1: the, the growth ramp has, has gotten flatter.
0: I mean, right? as, as we, as we all know, when you're looking through your CRM files, searching is very difficult. <laughs> like that seems like some, uh, a technology you'd like to add to, uh, improve your, uh, your CRM experience. Who knows? It would integrate with all these other data sources easily. And uh, now you've got more data you need to search over while you're chatting with people and channels from other organizations who, who knows. Well, Brandon, do we have any bureaucracy uh, this week?
2: We do. We've got some, uh, uh, bureaucracy. I sent some stickers to, uh, Francisco in Ecuador and, uh, he is the first person to get a sticker in Ecuador. So he, he has a heavy Way burden. I appreciate uh, him uh, emailing it. And then also sent some stickers to Vincent in Belgium. He's been listening since 2017. So that's Whoa. fantastic. Thank uh, you. Not really a sticker thing, but just I just think a fun thing. i just going uh, to congratulate to Gerald. Who uh, was holding his daughter, but he was wearing an SDT T-shirt? So, listen, if you have a T-shirt, you're a long-time listener, and you know, <laughs> congratulations to him <laughs> to uh, for a very cute daughter.
0: I, be- <laughs> I believe he had the Heather Gray edition. Yes, he did. Heather Gray yes. it looked it looked go well with the bottle. I think it's uh-huh. very
2: soft. I think as a, as a young uh, child, you would like to uh, have a bottle while you're on next to the Heather Gray. So, uh, okay. all of that was great. Um, so, it's good hearing from everybody. Uh, if you want a sticker, all you have to do is uh, email your postal address to stickers at softwaredefined talk.com. I'd be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. A couple quick things though, Kote, people uh, I think people liked your idea of the the book of just the APIs. There was some take up. Like maybe some people would would actually read it. But there's a an episode, I guess, of ninety nine percent invisible where someone actually, I guess, printed out like the jazz standard, and it still is used today. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this has some legs. Maybe we actually need to look into uh, printing out the API for everyone. And then yeah. finally, I just wanted to say uh, lots of jobs this week. There's plenty of stuff in there. So, our longtime sponsor of the show, uh, Strong DM, they're hiring a dev, a rel leader, customer support engineer, and a data engineer. And then in the jobs channels, there's a tons of jobs for Red Hat, Datadog, and Cote. I think you have a job at VMware as well. That's that right. Correct?
0: Well, you you could come join my team, or as I like to clarify, the team that I am on. I do not manage the team; that would be a terrible idea. But we have a uh, an opening for a uh, you know we say developer advocate, but it's really if you're into uh, Kubernetes and DevOps and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you, you yeah, Tansu. in, in Tanzu, t- whatever it is, you can uh, you can come do that. It's it's a uh, it's a very enjoyable, open ended, fun job, supportive team, and. Uh, you know you can talk to me in the vmware slack i don't think i'm really part of the job i am not will, it,
2: will you get to come then. on your show your video could do a little video, sure. video? Look, yeah if, if you, you got me.
0: something interesting to talk about that i understand oh look oh, look at that <laughs> wow i'm just saying because otherwise i'm just like so uh wow what are, what are we doing here right. you gotta maybe not maybe, not work with something. Kote.
2: maybe just yeah. watch Kote's video
0: i'm i Listen, I'm the person on the team. I tell people that I don't use a, uh, a terminal. Everyone else on my team will open up a terminal and type on stuff, but I just align shit in PowerPoint. That's, that's what I do. So I, I got to have people explain stuff to me uh, that, I can, that can be expressed in smart art. Uh, otherwise, I don't understand it. But no, seriously, like it's, uh, it's, it's fun stuff. Come over here and uh, work on that stuff. So uh, you can find a link to that and the other job things if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com. Slash 294. Uh, there's also a bunch of conferences. We still have the uh, the call for papers open for a uh, spring one. If you have any sort of like uh, DevOps or agile things, I uh, I don't actually know if I have a co chair yet, but I know that I am one of the chairs, the only one at the moment, I think, for that track. So you should submit to it. Maybe you're and the then chairman,
2: also- you're the chairman, right? You got, yeah, the, you got everything yeah. there, Perfect. Yeah,
0: and then also uh, later this month on April 28th. And April 27th, there's two separate events in EMEA land, all about uh, Tanzu and Spring uh, that you can check out if you go uh, look at the show notes. And then, Brandon, I think you added the uh, Cloud Native Con Europe, which is KubeCon and some other con. Yeah, and it's virtual
2: this year, so everybody, you know, looks like everyone can get in. Um, Yeah. You don't have to, no travel for that one. I don't know. I think think they're trying, I think they're for the fall. I think there's some talk that maybe. Oh, in person. I, I don't know. We'll see. Lots of stuff. It's happening. too
0: bad. It had to be closed down last year. I could have just biked over to the, uh, to the conference center. We looked at a house that was across the street from it. Didn't buy, didn't buy that house. And then, uh, as more, as more self-promotion, I actually have, uh, speaking of having a job already, I have to keep reminding myself of this. I have a webinar, uh, next week on the 20th. That's going to be kind of like a little book tour preview of the, uh, the mindset book. I just finally, uh, turn that into O'Reilly for, for the final edits. And uh, that'll be out sometime in May or so, but I'll have a little Fighting. preview of it. I don't really know what you do with an online book tour for a tech book. Like, I don't think it's like going to see David Sedaris and him reading from it.
2: Were you, you going to read some chapters? That would be
0: fantastic. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I should. I think like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You could do like a, a Teams and people can raise their hands and be like, uh, Kote, I have a question. Yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> that, like, that would say be it interesting. For the Q&A. I, says, I think we should
2: I, say Kote, it's 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 u.s friendly time here too it's uh 6 p.m central europe so that's probably like lunchtime here in the u.s so uh, yeah you know, yeah. I don't know not good for anyone in australia so no they'll have Fair to watch
0: you know so so listeners you should if you want me to just like read a section of the book one you've got to register and show up it can't just be like you know me saying theoretic things i want to do uh so like yeah, if, if I, I'm happy. What about to do Cote? That, that We that give away be... a free
2: book or two? Maybe. I mean, come on, man. You have like a marketing team, or is that going to be too complicated? Is that gonna no, no? We, like, we already
0: uh... have we already have free books to give away. You can you can get. Not yeah, like someone ought to
2: show up and ask like a good question. Someone, the person that shows up and asks Kotei about Costco on this webinar gets a free book. That, that, that's that's <laughs> what uh, that will make it fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Well, uh, with that, Brandon, what do you have to recommend this week?
2: Um, I'm recommending, uh, like I guess a movie I watched a while back on Amazon prime. So it was called coherence. It was just uh, it was a fun little, uh, sci-fi thriller. I think it, it had like interesting, like paradoxes that, uh, introduced, which I always kind of enjoy. So it's about some people at a dinner party and then a bunch of like weird things happen and, uh, you know, they come up with all those kind of confusing, uh, paradoxes you have to work out. You're like, wait a minute, if that happened, then could this have happened? And, uh, I like mm-hmm. those movies. So if you're interested into uh, kind of the uh, sci-fi thinking kind of thriller, check out Coherence.
1: How about yourself, Matt Ray? What do you have to recommend this week? Uh, so last week I was out sick, so my my uh, uh, recommendation has carried carried forward a week, and so my recommendation this week is uh, someone back in I believe it was 1989 uh, on Soviet television they did a version of lord of the rings and uh they thought it had been lost to time and it has been posted onto youtube and it is glorious it looks like you know some sort of uh home video version that you know kids today might make on worse equipment uh but it's (laughs) but you know uh, it's not subtitled and except it's subtitled in russian um so you know, if you have a passing interest in Lord of the Rings, or you kind of get the gist of it, you'll know what's going on. But it's, the effects are truly special. It makes you uh, appreciate what was cap- possible with home video technology in 1989. Uh, check it out; it's, it's very entertaining. Uh, leave it on in the background. You know, you have the the constant uh, feed of of Russian. And you just mm. look over and you're like, "What the hell is that?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good content for your uh, any upcoming QBRs you have. <laughs> can't,
1: can't, 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 can't yeah. especially well, if it's zoom you can you can you know just put it next to your camera window so you look like you're paying attention <laughs> and you just be like what the mm-hmm.
0: yeah well uh i i have a, a another non-product uh recommendation and that is you know i i was on that low carb tim ferris diet for many many years and it removed carbohydrates and bread from my mind and sugar as well, but I've been slowly easing back into that, not to too deleterious, delir- not to too bad effect. Uh, but recently I was cooking some fish and I thought, you know, what I should do is I should bread this fish just with some light flour on it. You know, just put some flour and some, I, I have some Montreal seasoning from Costco that I brought over here. You know, one of those big bottles still running strong. I've only gone through like half of it. So it's, it's get a little, little flour bunch of Montreal seasoning, and you just lightly put it, you know, dip your fish on each side and fry it up. Delicious. So, and then I tried that with some chicken, get some chicken breast and do the same, just light breading. Delicious. I've never heard of Montreal seasoning. Is that like Old Bay or what? It's a, it's a, it's a steak seasoning. It's basically like, is it caraway seeds? It's, it's like gigantic kosher salt, gigantic pepper, Maybe some caraway seeds and then something else that's distinctive, but it's just, it's just like a steak seasoning. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, one of those things like old Bay seasoning. That's just like, who knows what it is. It tastes good. You just put it on stuff. All right. I wonder if it's actually from Montreal, but anyways, (laughs) uh, if you're, if you're cooking some chicken uh, breasts or some fish, try breading it. If you haven't done that in a while, delicious. Uh, So, with that, as always, this has been uh, software defined talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com defined 294. Links to stuff we talked about, all sorts of other things that uh, didn't come up as well. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye bye. Bye. We see what Judith really keeps in her basket. <laughs> did you, did y'all ever watch
1: that? That was, yeah, uh, 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 find yes, that on yes. YouTube. The, that
0: that the, was that was like the uh, that was like my dad and I's special time on the every other weekend schedule of parenting.